Hey you, yeah you, click the subscribe button. Black skin, black beans, black clays, black molasses, black berry the masses. Wise Guys Podcast, starring Uche and QDZ. Yo, 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 yo. We back, we back, we back. With another one. Another one. Another one. We are the ill-advised Wise Guys. It's your boy Uche. I got my boy. QDZ. Sheezy. It's way too easy. And I'm in the heezy. Simple. I kept it simple. For Sheezy? No, not for Sheezy. Um... I'm not sure if it's a uh, complex or you know a detached home. I don't. I don't know where I am. I'm lost. <laughs> That's sad. Hey, should we call the authorities? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, I lost right. my mind. All right. Well, hey, listen. Well, guess what? Uh, they're not on their way. They don't come to this side of town. Damn it. What's wrong with this side of town? Is it, are we in Compton? We in the hood, man. We Unfo- in Compton. Unfortunately, we're in the hood. Bruh. Unfortunately. Bruh. You know what I'm saying? Whoa. But you know what? We got to keep it real with the people from the side. Let me. All right. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, this is episode 46. 46. 46. A.K.A. Liddell Betts. Ooh. A.K.A. Alfred Morris. Liddell Betts? Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris. That's fine. That's like a little two years ago he was relevant. Liddell Betts was relevant like five years ago. Yeah. Ten years Liddell ago. Betts. Remember, remember Liddell, Liddell, Liddell Betts? I haven't heard that name in a long time. <laughs> Liddell Betts. Liddell Betts. And let me see how many other Redskins I can think of. Because I just named two. Um, wasn't Jergison? Sonny Jergison? He was a quarterback. How, how's a quarterback <laughs> Hey man, in nineteen <laughs> number forty six. In the forties, they they had some weird ass numbers. Well, that's true. Yeah, quarterbacks are number thirty eight because <laughs> they played two positions. How the, hell, how the hell is number thirty eight passed the ball to number seventeen? Yeah, man. Like what? It's, it's Backwards. A, they weren't cool back then. Um. Yeah, I mean, do you got any? You got anybody who wore forty six? I have no clue. Shit. Anybody? Oh, and if I do, I, I can't think of anybody in the NBA. Can't think of anybody in the ba- Major League Baseball. I mean, my homie maybe down the street in intramural basketball. You know, my main you man. Sure, you sure he wearing my 40? main man JoJo was wearing forty six. You sure he wearing forty six or the? Yeah, I saw it. He wrote it on his shirt. Okay. All right, man. Uh, yeah, let's. Hey, man, let's start the show, man. But you know, before we do that, here we go. We have to get into the shenanigans. Here's a rant. The shenanigans a rant is coming. The shenanigans are, are, are real. You know. You know, what you know what your new name it, is? It's, it's like the, it's like it's so necessary, man. You, you know, know what your new name is? What's that? What's that? Kevin Durant. <laughs> you always Ooh. rant. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. Kevin, <laughs> I like that. I like that. And I Kevin, didn't even have to. I didn't, have to switch anything. I didn't even have to change anything. You know what? I'm actually with that. I, I'm, I'm with that. Uh, you like that? Yeah. Kevin yeah. Just make sure uh, okay. you know. 
You, you you keep in mind I scored thirty five a game. That's true. Thirty five a game by thirty five rants a game. <laughs> okay, that's an impeccable clip. It's actually a. Um, no, seriously though, man, what, what we want to talk about? What you what you got going? What you got going on? Uh, not too. What you want to talk about? You got anything on, on the top you want you want to discuss? Uh, you know what? Uh, yeah. I mean, March first and foremost, guys. What you guys got to know is that March is by far the best month in the calendar year. Wait, it's starting oh, okay. to get warm. Okay, first grade teacher. March Madness. Are you talking to children right now? Yes. Okay, all right. Just, March just making sure. Madness is here. Facts. Uh, it's coming. You know, daylight savings. Daylight savings are coming. You get, I think, an hour extra mm-hmm. of sleep. No, no, no. We lose an hour. Are we losing an hour? Oh. But the, but the days are longer though. In my Beyonce voice. Oh hell no. <laughs> Beyonce from Obsessed. But uh. <laughs> oh hell no. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> I'm and my birthday. I'm actually mad you even know that off the top like that. You I must seen, have just heard that shit. I've seen today. obsessed like seven times. Wow. Oh, she got my baby. Oh hell no. <laughs> um, but wait, is that the one? Is birthday. that the movie with uh, Idris Elba? Yeah, Idris Elba. God, I got it, got it. I remember that. I saw that in yeah. the theater. I remember that. You saw that in the theater? I did. Oh my! I lost God. all my money that the, day. Damn. Damn. But, but hey, come on, man! If there's ever it was a good, movie, it was a, if there's was ever a, a movie to go to and support, God damn it, it's Beyonce and Idris Elba. It was an enjoyable Shit. movie. Good thing I called a matinee. It was an enjoyable movie. I'm glad I called a matinee. Man. It was you a know. matinee. Oh, on deals, like seven dollars. Deals on deals, man. What's Who up? Are you should you be at work? Hey, man, I went there on the weekend, man. What the fuck? They still got <laughs> matinees on the weekend. I thought matinees is only for the weekday. <laughs> All right, man. You, you don't know shit. I don't. I don't act. <laughs> what the don't. fuck? I don't watch movies anymore. Actually, I was never a big movie person. Yeah, I still like. I, I, I don't like going to the theater at all. I, I just can't get past the fact. I know people laugh at me all the time. I can't get past the fact that it's fiction. I can't oh get past the fact. Oh, my God. I cannot get past the fact that I am being intrigued. I'm supposed to be intrigued by, some, by something that some nerdy... Man is writing inside. Man or girl that's writing inside his house. Oh, the character dies like this. I'm supposed to be intrigued by it. Like I'm actually supposed to anticipate the next week of uh, what's that show that you guys all like to watch? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. I'm supposed to anticipate it, knowing that somebody sat in their couch writing this thing up. I just can't get past it. I just can't. Yeah, man, you're you're weird. I just can't. You're weird. I can't get past. In the words of NBA YoungBoy, it's not real. That's weird. Now. That's weird. No, Atlanta it's, Housewives, it's, I'm it's, all for that. It's real. It's just as fake. <laughs> they just make it look real. <laughs> this is good actors, man, you know? Hey. They, it's fake? I don't know about that. Hey, how about... um? Wait, hold on. You got anything else that's, that's popping in uh, in March other than that? My birthday. My brother. Oh, shit. My birthday's coming up in March. Oh, yeah. Guess where I'm going? I'm going to Lake Tahoe. I don't even know where Lake Tahoe... Lake Tahoe's in Nevada. Okay. Lake Tahoe. Got to fly into Reno. They have airports there? They have airports in Re- it's Reno. But we got to go to Reno first, and then we're going to have to drive to Lake Tahoe. You know where you should go? Area 51. And where? Lake Tahoe or Reno? I thought it was in Nevada, man. I have no clue. Area, Area 51. The, the alien, what? Oh, Area 51, that's Reno. It's Reno. It's, it's Reno, right? I might go there. Yeah, go there, man. Oh. Check it out. It's like a whole tourism uh, you know, event going I'm on. scared. You just scared me. Hey, whatever. You're probably going to see a UFO out there anyway. Uh, Who cares? Me. I mean, there is aliens out there. Um, Yeah, man. 
I'm trying to think, man. Michael Michael Jackson doc just dropped. What about Lakers? I don't feel any type of way. I don't feel like talking about that shit. Uh, what about Lakers? Yo, you know, Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram's out for the season. I heard about that. Good. They're all going to drop. Lonzo's you know, probably out, too. You know what's hilarious to me? Um, a lot of shit is coming out about LeBron James being a bad leader. It's, it's funny to me how, like, LeBron is being trashed now that his team is some shit. Yeah. Right? And, you know, of course, they always say the leaders take all of the blame. But, like, where was all this smoke? Where was all of this fucking shit that people want to talk when, when, when LeBron was with other teams? And I, and I get it, right? They didn't have a losing record. LeBron has always made the playoffs. He's always made the finals. So, it's convenient that everybody wants to bring up leadership now. He, but can but, we just, but can but we just accept, real. can we just accept the fact that number one, the Lakers are just not that good. Lakers aren't that good. But, They're not that good. But dog. here's the thing, though. They're not good, man. You can't. You know, the thing is, LeBron has been able to mask poo poo with air freshener, right? Paul Perry, I like to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, like, hey, Paul Perry, Paul Perry game been on point. I think I actually think LeBron hasn't been the greatest leader for the last couple of years, but they win. Winning cures all. What makes a great leader, though? Well, first off, I'm Le- curious. That's a good question. LeBron, what makes a good leader is, you know, I, okay, I can't tell you what does what makes a great leader, but I can tell you what doesn't make a great leader. Okay, and that's calling out your teammates, talking about you, you guys aren't playing good defense. I think there was one time he did that. Then he's always little been doing subliminal that. messages. He's always been doing that. Thing. I was seeing videos of him being like, he his assignment he missed. The person scores. Dude, dude, he been doing and that it's since, his fault. He's been doing that since he, was playing, he played with the Miami Heat. That's though. what I said. Okay. He's always been a shaky leader. Nobody was talking about because it. Because they win. If you win, and that's it what I said. How could, how could and that's to my point, I'm saying it's so convenient for people to like outline that now. Mm-hmm. But like, how good was he from the jump? Like, I really think just people just want to do they want a story to talk about. Yeah. It's not like he's been amazing the whole yeah. time, but whatever, man. Yeah, man. Lakers I mean, is some shit. It's so bad, and this, and we and we. I, I, I'm actually the funniest part about all of this is I'm surprised that people are still still shocked that the Lakers are some shit. But you know, you know, it's, like it's like if Kobe retired, right? And yeah. it's like people, it's like people forgot that they're not going to be competitive for a while. Yeah, but, but okay, like is, okay, LeBron jumped in. Okay, you just going so you gonna go to the finals? Yes. Is, that, is that what's going on? Yes. Fuck out of here. He did that with Cleveland. Fuck. Why can't he do it now? Out of so here. It's. It's it's like yo, dude. It's bullshit. But it's not only the fact that they're they're not competitive or they're not winning. Nobody's bringing this up. How insulting is it? L.A. Clippers are going to make the playoffs. L.A. Clippers are actually trying to tank, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're still going to make it over them. So I'm I'm curious to see what happens. What I do know is a whole bunch of people aren't going to be back. They're going to fire their coach. He should be gone. Um, a lot Luke of them, they're going to trade some people away. Blue Wall should be gone. I mean, but we're we'll see. But yeah, anyway, man. I mean, um, hey, makes for intriguing TV. I'm, I'm actually over the Lakers, but you know I want them to be successful because I fuck with LeBron. You know, LeBron, go and, get and, your shit together, man. Get your shit together, the, man. The world's a better place when the Lakers are a good team. That's a fact. And that the, is a fact. The world's I will better, acknowledge that the world's a better place when Wizards suck. I would say they're a worse place when the Wizards are good. <laughs> when the Wizards are good, yeah. this world is like very. It's very up. up Upside down, I would say. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yo, you start questioning. Wait, what's the what's norm? going on here, man? What is 
You what know what is saying? life? Remember the year when the Wizards were decent and they lost to uh, the Cavaliers with LeBron and them with Ky- Kyrie? Yeah. LeBron hit that crazy ass shot in the, yeah. in the regular season. Yeah, I remember. Everyone was like, the Wizards can compete. Then they lost the the, the Celtics. Celtics. Yeah. Anyway, man, it's Wizards is, embodies what life is all about. You know what the Wizards have been? You know what the Wizards have uh, been regressed to, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. Six dollar tickets on Groupon. Nah, bro. Even worse. <laughs> Even worse. They have been regressed to a headline from Bleacher Report on my phone uh-huh. where they're like, the Wizards lost today. And I'm like, swipe. Yeah, thank God. The Wizards won today. Oh, word? Bradley Bill dunked on who? Swipe. Wow. I don't even care. Wow. I didn't want to click on that shit. I mean, me neither. I mean... I don't know who's... On. Last time I turned to the Wizards, I saw some random dude who looked like a motherfucking concession stand. Uh-oh. <laughs> he looked like a concession stand I mean, what player, you talking dog? about? He's Troy Brown. That's their rookie, that's dog. That's not who I'm talking Stop about, bro. Ain't, That's not who I'm talking Thomas about. Thomas Bryant? Not him. The guard. Who's that guard? Oh. Okay. There's a guard on that team. I think I know what you're talking about. Anyway, man. I'm done. I think I know what you're talking about. I'm done with the Wizards, man. Uh, Shall we Shall we start the show? Indubitably. Uh, but of course, for those of you guys who are not familiar, we have our first segment, which is the Watch the Throne, and uh, there have been some really good albums that dropped this episode that we're going to talk about. Sneaky good albums. Really, really good albums. Sneaky good albums. Nah, this is not even sneaky. Because I feel like we knew one of these was going to be fire. Mm -hmm. The other ones that were good were sneaky. So, but we'll talk about it though. We'll talk about it. Alright, and then you know we got the L and the not so advised. My favorite segment. Mine. It's mine. That's where we talk about you done? the hottest. I am done. Okay, cool. That's where we talk about the hottest new music and you know what's not so hot, etc. etc. And after that, we're gonna get into the ill-advised thoughts. Ill-advised thoughts. Thotty and actually it's not thoughts, it's thoughts. Thotty. And actually, as I like to always say, this yeah. is actually, by the way, if you guys don't know, this was this was branded by me. And and actually, the intent of how deep we go into this segment mm-hmm. was ushered by me. I just I just like to put that out there. Oh, oh, you know, oh, oh, you me, know I mean? me, 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 me. Me as in me as in like I like thoughts, but, but, I, mean, but, but I like ill-advised thoughts, man. All right, you like ill-advised thoughts? Yeah, you know they're Do cool. They're cool every now and again. To like ill-advised thoughts. I said like. I didn't say love. <laughs> I like them. I don't love them. All right, there's oh a difference. My God, ill-advised thoughts. Actually, damn it, yo, thoughts, not this, thoughts. This episode, mm-hmm. we're gonna go. We're actually gonna get into the indie artists. Oh, yeah. So we're gonna jump into some some new artists that's dropping new music. Y'all know who y'all are. We'll, we'll talk about y'all. Hopefully, y'all out there listening, fuck with the music. Yes, we will. That's hope. I'm listening too. <laughs> you, you sure? <laughs> you sh- are you sure? I don't know anymore. All right, man. Wizards are winning, so I don't know anything <laughs> about life anymore. Shall we begin? Yes, let's do it. Watch the throne. So, with the first album in our Watch the Throne segment, we are going to begin with her airness. Her, the, whoa, the, I love that. The, 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 the pinnacle of artistry. Yes. The pinnacle of style. You know, it's actually funny that wow. I'm even saying all of this because right under our nose, Solange has become an icon. 
And I don't know if that is because of Beyonce. I don't know. Are you, are you, wait, wait, are you? I don't know, man. What? Hold on. Am I lying? Hold on, Skip. What did I say that was? Skip. What did I say that was wrong? Hold on, what Skip. What did I say that was wrong? Skip. Are you ready? Are you prepared to say? Finish the thought, bruh. Beyonce is Solange's big sister. Oh my god. That's where you're going with this? That's where you <laughs> Hold up. Is that where you're going that, with this? What's that Ray J line? Which one? Hold up. Ain't that Brandy's brother? <laughs> oh shit. Yo, Hold up. Ain't that Solange's, is that Solange's sister? sister? Oh my god. I think, I think we Are got, you ready? I think we got the title of the episode. Hold on. Solange's sister. Solange's sister. Solange's sister. That's a great Hold I like up. That. I like that. Hold up. What you think what you think about this album that she just dropped called When I Get Home? Well, okay, so here's the first thing people gotta know. Her previous album was excellent. Phenomenal. Mm. But the thing was, she brought out her previous album, I believe, the same year as Beyonce brought out Lemonade, so you know, it kind of got overshadowed a little bit. But I thought it was excellent. Her creativity on it was amazing. Um, but really, for the most part, the musicality on there was, you know, pretty solid. Mm-hmm. On this new album, When I Get Home, she was just creative on another level, in my opinion. My opinion, she was not even trying to just make music. She was trying to make a full experience a full musical a full artistic experience because a good chunk of the songs on here aren't even real full songs Mm. i mean there's some there's a whole bunch of interludes there's a whole bunch of like you know just kind of ballads little quick ballads here and there but if you listen to the album from start to finish it is one of the most entertaining most daring, most different musical experiences that you would hear. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to take away from what she was able to do as a music artist because I actually think her singing has improved. Okay. I think there's some songs on here where she sings amazingly well. I mean, one of them is Dreams. Um, another one, my favorite song actually, um, is Down With The Click. You know, there's parts in there where she's actually singing very well. Okay. But her quirkiness, I think, is what takes over here. I mean, she she just goes unorthodox routes to talk about your everyday things, such as heartbreak, such as love, such as being pro-black, you know? And in this world that we live in, where we work in nine-to-five jobs, we paying bills, and et cetera, et cetera, I think it it really stands out when somebody finds a different angle to talk about the problems and the love and the happiness that we experience as human beings. That's what it felt like. Just somebody that just created an album that just came from other angles that we haven't heard before. And so when you put all that stuff that I said, piece it all together, what you get is a classic. Yes, I use the word classic. A classic album. Mm. That I think rivals anything Beyonce has come out with. And that is saying a lot. You drop the mic. Drop the mic. Drop some bombs, though. Where's the mic? You know, Uh hey, hey, you know what I like to. Wait, are you done? (laughs) Yes, I'm done. No, seriously. 
Rivals. We have we have a protester. Rivals. We have a protester uh, in a, the in the crowd. A beehive. A member of the faithful beehive. Beehive. They have a membership that they pay yearly. You know that, right? The, huh? The oh, beehive. They pay membership. That's not true. They pay it. dues, bro. They don't pay no dues. <laughs> what? Are you getting, why? No. How much? Okay. All right. Monthly? Do salons? Can you claim it on your taxes? Does salons have a hive? <laughs> I'm just asking. She might. All right, man. So wait. So she's a really, black planet. Wait, are you really done? <laughs> yeah, I'm done. All right. So black planet. Bro, you uh. <laughs> Black Planet living, got hives. You're living in the past. It's a different type of hive. Yeah. They got hives. How does uh, how does an information black, system have a hive? Black Planet. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know uh, technology was capable of getting uh, diseases. Yeah, hive. I, I didn't know that. Fourteen uh, hive. Okay, it's hive. a SharePoint folder document. But anyway, so uh, you know what, man? <sighs> Speak. You know what? It, it I don't want to say it pains me, but like I think I think the sobering here's the and and the reason why I even. I started out even championing Solange like this mm-hmm. as her airness as and I'm by the way I'm not exaggerating as far as the the things that I say about her and the, you know how how the type of shit she's doing right the reason why I speak that way is because I think we need to start having an honest conversation about Solange overall yeah right now what do I mean by that what I mean by that is very simple two things one Solange's artistry and her mystery and everything that goes into her persona, her appeal, how relatable she is to black women, and even the dudes who really fuck with her music. And that's the that's the thing that that's the thing, by the way. That's I that's the thing that I want to acknowledge here by myself, which is the difference between her and Beyonce, which I don't want to do, but they are sisters. Fuck it. And they're both great. Sibling rivalry. And they're both great, right? The difference between Beyonce and Solange is that Solange relates to men. Meaning, I don't mean like she's not she's a man. and I don't mean that. I mean the guys who listen to her music. Yeah. Fuck with her music. Maybe not equally as women, but we go hard for Solange. We are willing to acknowledge Solange's greatness. And, and, and the things that she puts together, because the content that she puts out, the substance that she puts out, it's not as girly. And I don't mean that in a bad way, because Beyonce is great, and she speaks for women, and women ride with her, and that's cool. But like, I really feel like Solange brings a very unisex, a very neutral... That is uh, very true. A very, very true. A very uh, uh, simplistic artistry to mm-hmm. the to the table. Unbiased. Unbiased that allows everyone to fuck who you are. Black, white, Puerto Rican, Haitian, Jamaican, Asian, whatever country you're from. You're, I feel like it's, it's very easy to relate to the things that Solange brings to the table. I agree. And that's that's just overall. That's how I feel about Solange in general. I agree. And, and you're she, missing something, by the way. Go ahead. What's up? Add. What's up? Us guys, to strengthen that point, we like the second best. We think the second best in a crew. Like, when we go to clubs back in the day, when we were talking to girls. I ain't talking to the best looking girl. <laughs> I'm going for the second best. Who's the runner up? <laughs> Who's the runner Who's up? Who's the runner up? The runner up is sexier to me. You know like, what? he ain't doing too much. He ain't. Bro. You know. But you know what? I don't want to knock Solange's second best. I don't want to knock her. I love Beyonce because you know what Beyonce is 
amazing in her own right. We're not mm -hmm. taking nothing away from Beyonce. Mm -hmm. This is why I don't even want to talk about Beyonce, but we kind of have to because that's her sister and whatever. But I do think that the honest conversation needs to be had that Solange is actually on the same level as her sister. Blasphemous! She's on the same level. No. She is. She's not. I'm not talking about performing. I'm not talking about the total, the total, uh, the total aspect of being an artist, which is because you know one thing that Beyonce does above anybody else in the world mm -hmm. is performance, yes. which is a, which is an art. Yes. And I'm not sure if and Abello, I don't even know what Solange does for Solange does as you know in her performances. Mm -hmm. So and I don't care. I don't really care either. Let's assume she's a good performer. Who cares? Whatever. I'm talking about the music itself. Musically, you know what you're battling. Musically, she's on the same level as her sister. And by the way, I think she did a great job at adding some of the younger talent that this generation actually has to 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 provide. You mean Playboy Cardi? The Playboy Cardi's <laughs> right. The Playboy Cardi. Even some of the OG. You know Gucci what? I mean, man, dog. You said something. Gucci you said, man, bruh. Gucci man had a I great feature Solange on this album. Was no, she did not. What? He, it, it, I got what they were trying to do. I understood Bro. what they were trying to do. I understood what they were trying to do with <laughs> Let's Gucci not man. fool ourselves. I get what they were trying to do, but I didn't enjoy it. But I get what it, it was art, but I get it. I Both of them? Because there was different songs. Oh, there's two songs he was on? We're no, no, no. Gucci Man was on one song. Was on Almeida? Almeida Gucci, was the one. Gucci Man was on... Uh, Almeida was the one with Playboy Cardi. No, yeah, that's Playboy Cardi. Yeah, Gucci the, Man was on the... Uh, I believe it was SoFlo. No, My Skin, My Logo. Gucci Man was on my skin, my logo. That's what it was. Yes, bingo. Yeah, bingo. And so that it was like he was just talking. Well, but, yeah, sure. But I mean, but my point is like he she utilized him well. It's not I, like he messed up the song. He, he actually am, he, he, she actually amplified the song she, by adding him. In my opinion, she utilized him in a very artistic way. And Gucci Mane can't even spell artistic. So, you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm, I'm saying? just joking. You know can I make a joke? Wait, wait. He can't spell it or Playboy Cardi can't spell it? <laughs> Playboy Cardi. <laughs> Which one can't spell Playboy it? Playboy Cardi thinks it's a number. All right. See? You know what <laughs> This is why you have uh, shoot the shooters joking. on your head. This is I'm why you have the shooters joking. on your head. Listen with them. Ooh. Ooh. Ow. Pew. 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 Ooh. Here's, here's Goddamn the thing. onomatopoeia. Last comment onomatopoeia about Solange. <laughs> Last comment about Solange. You're comparing the Bible to like uh, a children's fable with the two. Beyonce is the Bible to these people out here. I would never compare the Bible to another random book. That's that's how I see it. Children's fable? What? Fables are very long lasting. Right, they man. are very important. Hansel and Gretel. Come on, man. Like, you're ingrained. The Bible? Beyonce's the Beyonce's Bible. Beyonce's the Bible. And I'm cool with you calling her the Bible. Cool. Yes. She's the Bible. Solange is not a children's fable. Okay, then what's Solange? I, right. I just, I just well, couldn't you know, think of a second. You know what it is? Okay. Have disrespect. Let's put it like this. I couldn't think of a second. Let me put it like this. The Great Gatsby? Let me help you. I don't know. Let me help you. Uh -huh, let yeah. me help you. Beyonce is the Old Testament. Solange is the New Testament. Okay. No. They okay, both well, Bibles, bruh. No, 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 no. They both Bibles. No, no, no. You got to put in some crazy work to be Beyonce's Bible. <laughs> come Are you on. kidding me? Yo, come on, come man. On, man. Hey, come be, on. Beehive. Come on. Hey, somebody knocking at your door. Come on. Come on, Skip. 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 Come on, Skip. I like that comparison. See? Thanks. See? Nope. She likes my comparison. No, oh. Thank you. <laughs> 
Thank you. It's just the shirt you're wearing. It's a nice shirt. Well, thank so, like, you. People, I, I appreciate people you. People agree with people with nice shirts. And your shirt sucks. It, it, it does suck. But anyway, forget about just forget about the Bible re- references. I think the album was really, really good <laughs> overall. And you said something earlier I that like I want to. I don't want to actually revisit. Yeah. You said that this album was better than any album that came out last year. Yes, that's what you said. Yes, am I? Uh, I did, stand by. Do it. I want to? And that, that was in our pre-production stand meeting. Stand by it. That was the pre-production meeting. Yeah, pre-production meeting. You said that. Before the shot. You want to stand on that? I stand on that. It's the best album I heard in the last year or two. So that's And that's saying a lot, bro. That's saying a lot. I loved Pusha T. I get it. There's Pusha T. There's Travis Scott. There's Nipsey Hussle. There's Cardi B. I know what came out. Mm-hmm. This was better. I thought it pushed music forward. It was artistic. It was more creative than anything I've heard. It was different. It was all the above. It was great music. Blah, 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 blah. It was an amazing album. I I challenge anybody that thinks otherwise. Listen, I'm not even gonna sit here and argue with you, other than uh, other th- other than say you're not crazy, and uh, she's the New Testament. Oh, here we go. That's your new thing, huh? You better be careful who you if you accidentally call somebody else New Testament. She, if you dare, the New Testament. If you dare call OT Genesis the New Testament, I'm leaving. I will never do that in life. <laughs> Uh, let's move on, man. Shall yes, we? I believe so. All right. Next album, Juice World, aka Heartbreak, Heartbreak Boy, Sad Boy Music himself. Emo, emo boy. Sure. Uh, dropped the album called Death Race for Love. What does that even mean? I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, and let me and, I, and I'll start and, and I'll start us off here because I listened to the album and um. I want to say I walked into the album not thinking that I was going to be blown away, but I thought I was going to get a mix of sounds from Juice World that um, would kind of display all the things that he's capable of doing. So on that front, I feel like I got that, right? Mm -hmm. Now, when I saw the album was 22 songs, I was like, man, what the... What? Way Why? too many freaking songs. Well, I don't want to hear this many songs from this man. And you know, it's not to it's not to say that the man is not a good artist because I think he is. But there's really no one that I want to hear that many songs from. I don't really care. I don't care if you're Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're Solange, who's who's the New Testament. Jeez okay. Please. I don't care if you're the Old Testament, like Beyonce. I don't want. I don't want to hear twenty two songs from you. Okay. And it's not that. I don't think you're capable of making 22 songs that are really good. It's that I have no faith. Salons had 19, by the way. Yeah, and that was a lot. But all of them were really good, though. They're intros. That's the difference. That's yeah, stuff. they are. Yeah, exactly. So, so, but it's not that I, I don't believe they're capable of making that many good songs. It's that I don't have faith in the people who sequence the music because I don't think the artists do that themselves. Yeah, I think there's a whole team involved in people who put together an album and say, "Oh, we're gonna put." This song before this song, and uh, you know we want to put this song on this song. Like for example, speaking of Juice World specifically, he dropped two songs before the album dropped. Mm-hmm. Robbery was 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 the first single. Yes, it was. Second single, which came out, I want to say a week later, mm-hmm. two weeks later, possibly was uh, Hear Me Calling. Hear Me Calling, which was more of a reggae type sound versus the uh, emo trap. 
sad boy that we kind of know him to be from his first album. So I think in general, I feel like this album definitely showed who Juice World is as a whole. Um, it's definitely way more commercial than his first album. Do I think this album is is amazing? No, hell no. I think this album lacked a few things. Number one, it was too long. Number two, and more importantly, he showed zero creativity from the standpoint of putting together a full body of work. Now, I, and by the way, I think putting together an album is very difficult. This is me speaking as an artist, me speaking as someone who's made music, and, and just in general hearing artists' albums that come out. It's no coincidence that their albums that come out are not like just amazing off the top. Like I think it's difficult to put together a good, a really really good album. So I don't think he fucking helped himself by drowning our ears with music that was not conducive to people who want to hear creativity in those type of sounds. Like I really feel like he didn't take any chances. He 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 really kind of just stayed at the at the forefront of music. He didn't really dive deep into what the fuck he what the album's called Death Race for Love. Huh? Okay. First of all, I don't even know what that means. That's not a complete sentence. I'm not knocking that. Fucking people come out with all types of shit. The baby's album is called Baby on Baby. Okay, anyway, <laughs> I don't really care. But what I'm saying is when I hear the name of a project, I'm now thinking a certain type of way. And so when I heard the Juice World album, I didn't get the depth of music that I thought that he was capable of that he showed on his first project, uh, Goodbye and Good Riddance. I didn't get that. Rather, I got a mix of commercial, drowned out type music that lacked creativity. It lacked direction. It lacked uh, interest. I did like the feature with Young Thug. That shit was dope. Fire. There was a song, Hear Me Calling, you were talking about the song, you think it was, you think that song is fire, Love and I agree with you. I actually think Robbery is a dope-ass song, even though he sounds wasted on the song. Cool. Great song. I think there's not that many great songs on this project. Not that many. I'm going down the list right now. I like Make Believe. I like Empty. What did the, what did the, uh, the, the feature with, uh, Brent Fias from DC have to do Love with Love that song. I thought it was good, but what, I don't, I didn't understand the direction like of. a halftime break. Cool, but like, still, I thought it had no place on this project. Like, it, it didn't really fit. It didn't fit to yeah, me. But he's a he's an artist that shines at not fitting in. Okay, cool. No, I'm talking about. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about fitting in the in the scheme of the industry. I'm talking about fit on no, this I mean, project. I, I didn't really he, feel like it fit. He wants to throw you, wants to throw you all types of ways. I did like that song. Who shot Cupid? Dope ass song. I actually did not like that song. Wow. I like the next song called Ring Ring featuring Clever. I like that song I a lot. Hated that song. Wow. All right, well, and then I like On God with Young Thug. I mean, there was really not that many, dog. Like, I, 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 this is one of those albums where I listened to it and I said to myself, okay, cool, you, you're Juice World, you're really talented, but am I going to go back and listen to this shit? No. Period. Okay. Now, if I were to grade it, I'd give it a C. It was, it was average. I thought it got an incomplete an F based off all that. Bad stuff he said about it. What did you like about it? I just pointed it out. Towards you the said end, the man. songs. You didn't like anything about it overall. Yeah, I thought it was diverse. I thought he showed his. I thought he showed his diversity. I you know? agree with that. 
but but I think though I think that just because he was diverse and he kind of showed all the different things that he's capable of doing, that doesn't mean that the music itself was good. I don't think I the music that. was that strong. Like I really don't. Okay, so that's how I feel about it, man. Okay, well I feel slightly different than you. You made a great point earlier. Um, you said the sequencing sequencing of an album. Like, you know, a lot of times when we consider great albums, like Salons, for example, Kendrick Lamar, uh, To Pimp a Butterfly, is there certain artists that I would actually like a theme for the album to be? Death Race for Love, I would have loved if he used a theme for the album. I agree with you. And with a theme usually comes shorter songs, no 22 tracks uh, albums. With a theme also comes, you know, sacrificing music. Yeah. At certain times. Like, for instance, on Pimp a Butterfly, to Pimp a Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar sacrificed some songs to make his point felt. Um, I thought Juice World actually sacrificed some songs on here, but it didn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Like, for instance, I'll give you an example. On Robbery. I liked Robbery if you were trying to make this crazy-ass album about, like, being suicidal and depressed about love, and you actually followed through with a theme. Oh, I would have loved Robbery, because it sounds like the type of song that you can sacrifice so you can make your point Mm -hmm. about a bigger topic or subject matter. He didn't do that, and I think that's what frustrated me the most. It wasn't a main thing that he focused on on this album. Like, I thought he could could have really done that. But then, again, it's like, do I get mad at what he could have done? Mm-hmm. Or do I get mad at what he did? Okay. So, when I think about what he could have done, that pisses me off the most about this album. But now let me focus on what he did. Sure. Um, like you said, I liked his versatility. Um, let's, let's, let's be real with ourselves. He has great melodies. Facts. His hooks are fire. Love his hooks. He understands... Um, what to do, how to finish them, how to start them. Um, and then when he needs to rap, he can spit bars. Another thing that I liked, he did not have that many features. Young Thug was really the main, the only main feature. He was the highlight, the, was, the, the highest, the he was the most only, notable I think it was name. Like Clever was another most guy notable there. name, yeah. But those are a couple things that I like. Um, and you know what's actually kind of sad is that <laughs> Juice World is a depressed guy. And he talks about it in his music. And us, for some reason, us as listeners, we love that. We love to see like an artist struggle. He's the Mary J. Blige of rap. You bro. know, the Mary J. Blige of rap. I, I think that's the great <laughs> things, the great takeaways from it. Um, but like I said, I mean, I would have liked this album a lot more if there was a theme attached to it. Um, but then, the, but sorry to interrupt, just really quick. Uh-huh. Doesn't the title indicate a theme? And there. So you know what? I, that's what, and that's why I get, there is that's a why I theme. Get upset. There I get is upset a... with these artists for naming these albums something so. I don't want to say this is the most fire album I've ever, uh, you know, the album title I've ever heard. But it's but intriguing. Like, it's intriguing. It's it intriguing makes me. Album it makes title. me wonder. Damn, what am I about to hear? It's an intriguing album title. And, and then I get. I would have loved that. Not much. I would have loved that. I would have loved. I don't get if, much. I would have loved if it had like a, a actual structured theme. But my last thing I'm going to say is, you know, even aside from your guy, Juice World, is that, uh, you know, Kid Cudi needs to get his props, man. Kid Cudi seriously needs to get his props. <laughs> he introduced this emo. Kid Cudi was depressed on his first album. 
A man on the moon. A kid named Cuddy. A kid named Cuddy. Now that was a mixtape before the first. A man on the moon. On a kid named Cuddy, he was depressed. He was depressed. I got some issues that nobody can see, and all because it was so relatable. It was so. It was so relatable. It was emotional. He wasn't rapping. Juice World is like Juice World, Lucy Vert, all these guys taking what Kid Cudi did well. Kid Cudi was ahead of his time. That was one of my biggest takeaways from this album was like, Kid Cudi needs to get his props. Like, he introduced a sound that I think his impact on the hip-hop game is just as big as any other artist in the hip-hop game that came out these last 20 years. His impact in the hip-hop game is so big that we we just kind of just push them aside, but like I said, Juice World it's a decent album. I would also give it a C. Um, I think there's some hits on there, but for the most part, I was just disappointed at the angle he went. Yeah, I don't know, man. Hopefully, y'all uh, agree. But if you don't, fuck it. You know, let us know why. You yeah. know, yeah. and that's cool too. Let's move on. Next album, Two Chains. Two Chains. Hair Weave Killer dropped the album called Rap or Go to the Lead. What you think about this, man? That's deep. Rapper, I fuck with it. That's deep, ain't that? The album cover is fire. Rapper, Go to the Lead. Two Chains got one of the best artwork. They got the like band, the the graffitied up house with a damn uh, uh, grocery cart as a basketball court. That's deep. What you think about this, man? Um, very good album. Very, very good album. And 2 Chains actually makes good albums. A lot of people don't know that. Um, I thought it was a very good album. Um, he did not settle for like trap vibes on this album. He actually attacked old school beats. He attacked killer rapper type beats. He attacked everything. And lyrically, listen guys. Lyrically, 2 Chains is one of the best rappers in the game. Lyrically. His lyrics on this album were amazing. Amazing. Go ahead and tell me he didn't have a good flow on some songs. Go ahead and tell me his lyrics wasn't deep. Go ahead and tell me he wasn't killing his bars with punchlines and wordplay for days. Yo, 2 Chains is, you know what I love about 2 Chains in this album? 2 Chains is an OG. He embraces being an OG in the game. Like, he embraces being that guy that is like, go talk to him for, like, advice and go talk to him, you know, if you want to, you know, talk about some street stuff. That is two chains. On this album, like, that's all he did. Just nothing but hood wisdom. And unlike a lot of people in this game, when two chains speaks, I listen. And all I did was listen to everything, every single thing he said. And I loved it. I enjoyed it, loved it. If I can give it a grade, I give it a B, B plus. Um, but definitely a great album. And by the way, my favorite song on there is the one with him and Ariana Grande. That joint was that joint remind me of Reasonable Doubt Jay Z. Thank you. I'm glad. Woo. I'm glad somebody's Woo. fucking hyping that song up like that it should be. Hot. Damn it. Fire. Thank you. Ariana Grande somehow, some way morphed into Mary J. Blige's nineteen ninety five. My goodness. Hey, bro. Uh, you know what? I agree 100% with everything you just said. Um, okay. One of the few times that I've ever really done that, but I think that um, when you combine just 
the fact, and one thing you've actually failed to mention was the fact that LeBron James A and R this project. I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't even know what the fuck an A and R is. You know why I didn't? Do you know it? what the fuck an A and R mean? Name what? Give me the definition of A and R right now. All A and R. What does that stand for? No, what no, no. It means? Not what they do. What does A and R stand for? What right the now? acronyms? A and R. A and R. What does that stand for? Associate resolved. Okay. <laughs> exactly. We don't know what the fuck an A and R is, but we know what A and R does, which is they actually are tell you what typically go. Typically involved in uh, 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 procuring, you know, producers, producing the producing the sound of the project, you know, bringing in features, connecting people, saying, "Listen, this is the direction we want to go with this type of album." So if LeBron James had anything to do with that, props to him. I don't know. I don't actually believe he had much sure to do with it. You were giving props for that? You sacrificed the Lakers season because of it. Yeah, but listen, that's why the season, that's why they're terrible. Because he was busy fucking putting all this energy into this rapper. Oh, yeah, to throwing the all of you to two chains on the mic. Bro, this album, really, really, really good. Now, one of the biggest knocks that I've had on two chains for years was... Never his rapping. I just want to put that out there. But one of the biggest knocks that I've had on him was that I felt like he kind of he, he kind of always sabotaged his own music mm-hmm. by either not elevating and highlighting what he does well, which I think is rapping and and and, and giving us the wisdom that comes along with yeah. someone that's an OG like him in the game. Yeah. Um, and trying to be too young and, 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 and you know, trying to really trying to fit in and shit. And, and that's cool because I think he does it well. But I don't think that's where he he shines, uh, he shines his best. So that's kind of why I didn't like his last project, which was Pretty Girls Like Trap Music. I love trap music. It was actually a really good album. Which I think was good. It had a lot of good songs. This album, though, fam, the, 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 the sampling, yes. the, the production... Incredible, and I'm not even like I wish I was lying, like where I wish I was exaggerating. Like, I really mean the production was really that good. He sampled a lot of Jay Z music, he sampled a lot, a lot of uh, night or early 90s music. Yeah, but you had a problem with Meek Mill when he did it. No, come, what's the difference between this one and Meek Mill? I'm glad you asked me that. You said it was lazy. I'm glad you asked me that. Mill, huh? Yes, that's the difference. Um, the, the, the sampling on this project. Well, I think was done very well. Like it, I'm talking about, like the producers who flipped the, the actual original songs, they did it in a way in which you know you knew they flipped it, but you knew that like they added extra sauce on top. Oh, and that's fair. And I agree with that. Two Chains did the song justice by like kind of just going a different route with the mm-hmm. actual message of the music. So overall. I think the project was full of two changes kind of going in that bag mm-hmm. of him just kind of taking what he thought was going to make this project good, which was him giving his OG perspective. Mm-hmm. He matter of fact, he spent uh I think it was the last song on the album, or maybe the second to the last, where he spent the majority of the song just talking. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wish I knew the name of the song. I'm about to pull it up right now, but like he literally was talking. And and, and that kind of sum summarizes what I feel. He was doing on this whole project, which is kind Same. of just yeah. spitting knowledge, giving his 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 perspective of being an old man. Because Suje is almost forty. He is forty. Is he forty now? Yeah. Well, they, sorry. There you go. So I think he has a lot to gain. He has a lot to uh, uh, to share. Too old. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> two old for two chains. No, but seriously though, this album, man. Oh, this is one of the few projects with, by Two Chains that I really, really thought to myself. You know what? I gotta give it to this man. Straight up, I listened to it top to bottom, and I said, Two Chains, you did exactly what you should have been doing from the jump. And it's cool to experiment because you know he, you know he's like a strip club guy, right? He makes songs for the club, and there's nothing wrong with that. But this is the first project ever that Two Chains took music seriously enough. And you talked about it, Ariana Grande feature. I thought it was amazing, amazing. One of the things that I thought about when I heard that project, or sorry, when I heard that song was, damn, yo. First off, Ariana Grande, she's about to hop into this hip hop lane. And we already kind of knew that with the Seven Rings, because you know that's kind of a hip hop song. But the fact that she even had a, a feature with Two Chains, which she he was on the remix of Seven Rings. Speaking of that, mm-hmm. I, immediately I thought of Mariah Carey. The, what, what do we think of when we that's think? True. What do we think that's of when, when Mariah Carey? Had, Mariah Carey was doing her R and B. She was doing all her soulful singing, and then she started making features and songs with rappers. Yeah. And that shit took her to another level. Making songs with Cameron, Jay-Z. All, she started getting into a different lane. Mm-hmm. I really feel like that's happening right now in the Ariana Grande, especially because that song is fire. Yeah, but the rappers that she would be linking up with in this era, mm-hmm. I don't think have the same amount of clout as... Jay Z and Puff and Mason, but wait, listen, we'll Clout, see. Clout, we'll see. Clout, we'll see. we're not talking about that. The, I think Two Chains is a good start. If she can kind of infiltrate the hip hop, crazy. We yo, Two it's, Chains it's would un- be considered a good start. I would have never Dude, guessed two chains that respect, ten years ago. Respect. I'm saying ten years ago, I would have never guessed that. But I have. A I mean, sure, sure. Go I have ahead. a question for you. What's up? When it's all said and done, when Armageddon starts and they start saying pick sides. And start picking your top rappers. Would two chains be on the on higher list, higher in the list than Ludacris, his mentor? When it's all said and done, has two chains had a better rap career than Ludacris, the person that brought him out? I'll say this. I'll say this. Or will he ever have? A- I'll say this. Uh-huh. Uh And I'm glad you. I'm glad you asked me. That. That's an. That's, a, I like, that's right? a great question. I like that question. Mm-hmm. The reason why I'm glad you asked me this is because it reminds me of the question you asked last episode. Mm-hmm. Where you were talking about uh, Cardi B and, and, and Nicki Minaj and who's had a better start to their career and shit like that. Not that this this question is the same, but like it's a good question. Yeah. To answer the question, yes. I really feel like 2 Chains, he's maybe not had the same amount of commercial success that Ludacris has had. But when we talk about who's respected, when we we talk about who's respected, we know who those players are. There's a reason why Ludacris is not talked about. It's not because he wasn't a good rapper. Ludacris is a great rapper. Technically technically speaking, everybody knows Ludacris can rap his ass off. And he's respected. Let me not act like he's not respected. That's not what I mean. But 2 Chains, 2 Chains has the ability... To dumb it down. He has the ability to dumb it up. He has the ability to jump on every type of possible sound and still be taken seriously. And that actually reminds me of people like Snoop Dogg. 
right? Where we look at people like Snoop Dogg, and not one time do we say to ourselves, man, what the fuck are you doing? Other than when he did that reggae album. And that shit was that shit was garbage. I ain't gonna lie. That was garbage. Other than that, though, when, when Snoop Dogg jumps on anything, we look at him as a person. And we don't even judge him and what he just got on. We just like, yo, man, that's the OG. We respect what you what you bring to the table. I really feel like Two Chains is heading in that lane where he's put himself in a position to be able to do that. So to answer your question, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I really feel like when it's all said and done, Two Chains gonna be more remembered than Ludacris. Facts. I agree. I agree. More remembered I will than Ludacris. Say this. I'll keep it simple on the reason why. I mean, Two Chains just he number one he kept getting better. Mm-hmm. And number two, he's entered his peak right now. He's entered his peak after already doing a lot of damage in his earlier years. So, like, for you to enter your peak now, Ludacris entered his peak when he first started and kind of went down, started going downhill from there. Two Chains is at his peak, folks. And he's 40, 41 years old. I looked it up. For, yeah, let, hey, let's move on, man. We, hey, we've been we've been gushing over this, man, but you know what? I think rightfully so. We are you. <laughs> Me, hey, man. You, 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 you joined in, goddammit. Let's move on. Lil Skies dropped the album called Shelby. Yes. What you think of this, man? Hey, man, I talked about Lil Skies back... Actually, wait. Should I start on? this off? Yeah, yeah, you start this off. I should off. start this off, shouldn't I? <laughs> Yo, we forgot to order, man. That's true. Um, you forgot to order? What the hell, man? I've been waiting for this Chinese food. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the order of albums we're talking about. Yeah, man. So, I'll make this really quick. I think Lil Skies, who maybe you, some of you guys are not aware of, hopefully you are, and I still remember the day where we were on this show... And you made a, a, a smart remark about a rapper named Lil Skies, and I laughed. Mm-hmm. I said, wait, Lil Skies? Who the fuck is that? Like, I literally, I thought that was a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, you know, he kind of started dropping hits. Mm-hmm. You know, he had the song, Nowadays, I'm Too Cool for a Girlfriend. Yep. Thought it was dope. He had a song called um, Roses, Red Roses. Mm-hmm. Dope ass song. Yeah. Um, then he dropped his debut, which had those songs on it, and I kind of took him a little bit more seriously. Mm-hmm. When it came to this project, I thought uh, Shelby had a very great mix of introspection mm-hmm. mixed with kind of the reckless, uh, abandoned style that we know Lil Skies to be. He's a very emotional guy, man. You know, you can just hear it in every line of his. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody who's full of emotion. Somebody who 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 wears his heart on his sleeve, and he kind of just raps, you know, with that transparency that a lot of people are are, are trying to rap with. It's kind of the same thing that I that I um I give Juice World props for. Not saying that I and by the way, the thing about with Juice World is here's the thing between Juice World and and and, and Lil Skies, and not to compare uh, them as an artist in general, but I'm comparing the emotional side that they bring. And the heartbreak and the depression aspect. Mm-hmm. When I hear Juice World, I say to myself, "Damn, yo, you do this, you do this lane really good." But like, is this true? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure at some point somebody broke his fucking heart and he realized he's really good at making this type of music. But when I hear Lil Skies talk about depression, and when I hear him say I'm depressed, and I hear him say. You know, this person broke my heart. I really, really believe this man. Really believe this man. I do too. And and, and it's you can hear the pain in his in his in his voice. That's I do the, too. And I, and I and that's the thing that I really give Lil Skies is and why I really take his music seriously is because you hear the pain in his voice. 
agree, I agree with that. I mean, the music is good. He has a lot of introspection on the song. One of my favorite songs on the whole project is um, a song towards the end of the album, which is called, uh, you know, it, it's called, uh, damn, what the fuck is the name? Highs and Lows, where he he's kind of just rapping from the perspective of all of the things that have kind of given him the the ability to kind of rise to the artist that he's become. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's, he's also outlining the things that have kind of, been a detriment to him and his artistry so man like again the the transparency and the in the pain in his voice are things that i take seriously and i think that i think people respect him for that like i think little skies man if people were to take him seriously he gotta drop the little in his name dog go go skies just, just go by skies man go people, by skies people do call him skies call him skies bro because he's a he's not a he's not a little he's not he's not one of these people that i think we should box into this new this new age of rap of artists that we don't take seriously and we think are a joke. You mean Lil Whatevers? Lil Whatever. Thank you. There, there you go. The He's little, not the Lil Whatevers. He's not a Lil Whatever. So I think this album was really good, um, and it made me expect more music from him. Yeah. Straight up, man. I thought it was really good music. Well, that's a great. I mean, I I agree with everything that you said. Obviously, um, Lil Skies. I, I said earlier, like you said. I thought he was the truth when I first heard him. Um, this album solidifies that. Uh, but let's talk about let's get let's dive a little deeper into the music. So what I liked about Shelby was on it, Lil Skies had some memorable hooks. So so Juice World had some great hooks, right? Lil Skies had memorable hooks. Memorable means it gets stuck in your head. You can't get it out of your head. You go to work the next morning, it's still in your head. And also, the hooks mean something to you. Um, I thought, like you said, he he feeds off of being this depressed guy, just like Juice World, but he seems a little more erratic with his depression. He seems like a dude that's actually trying to make things better. Juice World's embracing the darkness. He's trying to get out of that darkness, right, 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 right. you know. But one thing that I really love about Lil Skies' music is that Lil Skies. Almost similar to like two chains in a way, is he says some real OG stuff. So I agree with you when you said that little. Like for instance, um, on on there, there's certain songs on the project where he just says, "Yo, I can't trust homies." Like you know they doing this and that to me. Like you know you gotta move different. You gotta treat people the way they need to be treated. Like I'm like, dude, it's almost like he. He's already had a ten-year career and sounds, can tell people what you need like, to do to, and, to 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 stay in it, you know, and, and, and be safe. And, and, and that's why I said we got to take the little off of this man's name because he's an OG you, heart. This, this dude, this dude really, really understands. He really, really understands like his pers- like his perspective is so grown, bro. Like, and, and you his know, perspective and, and by the way, and by the way. Here's another thing that I want to say, and I sorry to, sorry to cut you off. I want to say this real quick. No, he actually reminds me of Wiz Khalifa. Yes. He and remember I, I told you that and, back and, in the and, day. And, I told and, you that like a year ago. Did you? I said, "Yo, he's like a Wiz Khalifa to me." And if you told me that, because I don't remember that, but, but he's better than Wiz Khalifa right now, in my opinion, oh, yeah, because he sure, has more right substance now. to his music Bingo. and he's a little more dynamic. You know how Khalifa. I feel about Wiz. Wiz yeah. has zero substance. He mm-hmm. don't talk about shit, but he's a good rapper. Mm-hmm. Lil Skies, 
he talks about shit yeah. and he's a good rapper. Yes. So I'm I gotta elevate this man. Yeah. He's, I have to. Yeah. So I, I, so I, 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 I really think he's he's whiz. He's whiz capable of I'm talking about becoming a whiz type star. You know, and but anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. But I mean, there is some things that I did have issues with Shelby. I mean, um there's times where he's so good. That I actually get a little annoyed when he dumbs down his music. And he does dumb down his music from time to time. Like, I thought, you know, certain songs on there, like the one with Gucci Mane, he, he kind of dumbed down the sound a little bit. I hated Nowadays Part 2. You know what I'm saying? Like, Bro, why did you just go with the, now, the regular Nowadays was you know fire? I mean? You know what I'm saying? Why did he like, have a Nowadays Part 2? I don't somebody, know. Can somebody explain I it? mean, he, he, you know, maybe like do something different. But, I mean, there was some times that he did dumb down his stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, you know... Another thing too is uh, I, I felt like I didn't get as much rap cuts from him. Like there, I dude, like like you said to to the world right now, he is like Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa is a really good rapper; doesn't have that much substance. But I've heard uh, Lil Skies rap better bars than you heard on the album on other songs that are unreleased. He has bars, and he didn't really he showed it from time to time on this album, but not enough. But like I said, I mean, I, I'm I'm a big fan of Lil Skies, and and you know, moving forward, I'm curious to see um, where he he goes, where where he takes that next step. Facts as an artist, and, and more than anybody else, I'm curious to see where he goes. He's 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 on top. I think he he's in his own lane. Yeah, I really struggle to even put people in his lane because like he's kind of just doing his own thing. He in, in other kinda, things, he really is kind of just out this. here. He in, 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 he's out there and he does his own thing. He's creative, but he also does what all these other rappers do better than all of them. He you know, all these other rappers melodize or whatever, they even a word. Drop great melodies, <laughs> let me just say that. All of them do it. He does it better than all of them in my opinion. He does that emo rap. Who well, who are we comparing him against? Just all everybody in his bracket. I mean, he does it better than you know the not Juice World. The young boy never broke again. He does it better than them. He does it better than I think he's way more solid. Just because his substance, he's more, it's more clever. It's more intelligent. It's more creative. It's more well thought out. It's more um, fluent. But I mean, okay. that's just me. All right, that's fair. That's just me. All right, man. Let's uh, let's move on, man. My boy, the baby. The baby, the baby dropped this dude project called out of Baby new. on Baby. Dude came out of nowhere, bro. Like, where the hell did he come from? I don't know, I said, man. This, 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 they said, you know how I hear, heard about him. They wow. said there's this dude that's walking around in the club in a diaper. I was like, oh, jeez. I heard that. Too. He's a rapper, <laughs> but the baby. Go ahead. Surprisingly, I'm gonna keep it quick. The, the baby surprisingly is a really good album. Oh, let, let me not say really good. Wait, you mean it's called Baby on Baby? Baby on Baby. It. It's, and by the way, it's he a had, good album. <laughs> Very <laughs> tough, trill, freaking hard ass beats. Everything that you would want from like an up and coming trap artist album. Um, you know, there's a couple things though about the dude that's kind of interesting though. He wants to whoop everybody. His substance is re- revolves around him whooping somebody else's ass. Or him taking our his, our girls and doing stuff with them, like just crazy ass stuff and like bragging about it. Like that's all he talks about in his music. That is the one knock that I have on this album. But for the most part, it was entertaining, man. He he has the confidence, he has the swagger 
of somebody that like you know belongs in this game. And I think just his energy, how hard he raps, is going to keep him there, man. Okay. Hey, no, that's a uh, quick and quick and short, quick and easy. Quick. You know what? I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I think I think first off, the baby, um, who I really really like as an artist, I think he can rap. I Very think, good rap. I think he yes, he came out of nowhere, which is even better. Um, and of course, you got day one people who fuck with him for the longest who are going to be like, "What the fuck are you talking about? The baby didn't come out from nowhere. The baby, I've been fucking with his music for two years." A lot of people. There's say always that. people like that, right? Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about them. A lot of people say that. We got to be honest. In the mainstream, we didn't really hear his name bubbling like that, and that's fine. You know, it's cool. But I like how I can track back. Right? I spent Friday night this past Friday looking at old videos of his and realizing that this man has been consistent. Over the last two years, mm-hmm. specifically, really year, he's been really going hard. Mm-hmm. Um, he reminds me of a more polished young, young, uh, sorry, uh, black youngster. Like the reason why I like black youngster as an artist is because he's entertaining. Mm-hmm. More, more importantly, he's yeah. enter- he's an entertaining person. Yeah. But I think the baby does what does what black youngster does, but does it times two. two. Yeah. Like he's entertaining. Just as entertaining, but his music is fire. His like he actually fire. makes music that can't, where where when I think of him as a person, it makes me it makes me think of the music specifically. And he more, jokes around a lot too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's a jokester. He's very clever, mm-hmm. man. I've seen interviews from this guy, and I and I like his style. I really do. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that's why I think he's a more polished black youngster because black youngster is a, a is a fool. He's a clown. He doesn't take himself too seriously. And this guy. He's kind of in that same elk, you know. Um, when it comes to Baby on Baby, though, I think it has really good songs in it. Overall, we're not saying this shit is the best shit I've ever heard in my life, but for somebody that is from the South, specifically Charlotte, who we really don't hear artists from like that other than we talking about Cole, who's from North Carolina, not Charlotte specifically. Mm-hmm. He has some really good songs, man. Like Suge, I think is a really good song. Yeah, Suge's uh, good. The song Walker Texas Ranger came out before the project. I remember hearing that. I heard months. that in the club, actually. I remember hearing, you did. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing Not that months club somewhere. Yeah, that? I remember. I remember hearing that months ago, and I said, "Damn, man, this is dope." And then I heard it on the project. The song called Tupac. I thought it was really good. Um, overall, though, man, ain't like the joint Rich the Kid. That joint was fire. You thought that was fire. The way he he flipped X X Tentacion sad. Uh, that joint was fire. <laughs> I thought that was the best song on the album. You, what? I thought that was the best no, song on the it's album. Not, it's not. It's not. I think Suge is the best song on the album. Suge was second best. I, you, th- you think so? I think Suge, Suge is the best song Suge by was far. Second. It's actually by far. Suge was second so, best. So I don't want to go too deep into this guy, uh, No Homo, but I think that... That was know, very... I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I think that, um, you know, he is actually... Providing a, a spark in, in hip-hop that we really are not seeing like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's actually refreshing. I like it. Okay. I like what I'm seeing. Okay. He spent a lot of time on it, dude, that you said you shouldn't take that seriously. It was two minutes, man. <laughs> I didn't spend that long. All right, let's move on. Uh, next album, Shy Girls dropped a project called Bird on the Wind. Birds on the Wind. Um, I'll start us off here. It says I'm wing sh- on there. Birds on the wing. Sorry, my bad. Uh, man, <laughs> what do I have to say about this, man? You know what? I think, well, first off, have you heard this? No. Okay, cool. So I'm glad I'll talk about this then because I haven't heard the next album we're going to talk about. Yeah. But oh well. 
Shy Girls have been one of these indie groups that have kind of been bubbling for the last like three, four years. They're out of Oregon. Who the fuck is from Oregon? Like, I don't even know if I'm saying Oregon right. Is it Oregon or Oregon? It's Oregon, my brother. Is it Oregon? I don't I don't fucking know. Anyway, these guys are from there, and uh, they have a lead singer, and uh, the rest of the people are, are part of the um, the actual band itself. Mm. But overall, though, they're, they're very alternative R&B. So if you like alternative R&B, you know, a, a lot of electric guitars, a lot of non-acoustic music right mm-hmm. the lead singer is a is a vocalist he can really he can really really sing is it he I'm glad shy you, girls I'm, I'm glad you asked that there's the group, a group men in there a group named shy girls that consists of nothing but men what the pianoist the pianist i should say is blind what completely seriously blind. serious piano player Electric keyboard. I mean, I saw I saw them live in concert. Like this guy is sick. Um. Anyway, yeah, because they were in D.C. like at U Street U Street Music Hall. They were they were really good. This is years ago. Anyway, this album though, fire. Shy girl. If you like if you like alternative R and B, if you like uh, music that sounds indie, shy girl. I promise you, man. They that's got like, hits. They that's, like, hits. that's like Lady Gaga being a six foot two black man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's actually facts. How uh, wouldn't that throw you completely <laughs> off? <laughs> wouldn't that throw you completely off? <laughs> so, um, with that being with that being said, yeah, sure, I can see how that that would throw you off. But, <laughs> but when you actually hear the music, when you actually hear the music itself, uh-huh. it's fire. It's it's actually fire. Could you imagine boys to men being four white women? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but anyway. That would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that, actually would, that actually would be hilarious. <laughs> but that's weird. That's very weird. Anyway, uh, yeah, go check that out, man. Go, seriously, go check it out. I think you'll like it. Wait, did really they, how much did they pay you? Can uh, I have like, some? Like $5,000. Oh, wow, okay. Hey, man. Just, 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 just give me some douce. By the way, I accept payola. Uh, you said like, payola? Did I say that out loud? Shit. Dang, man, stop it. All right, let me stop. You got anything to say about this? Probably Of course not. not. Let's move on, man. T-Pain. T-Fizzy. So. Not the album called One Up. What do you think about this, bro? T-Pain. Remember T-Pain, guys? Of course. T-Pizzle. Teddy Pender ass down. He's back. He's not He's not pinned down anymore. So anyway, he dropped One Up. Um, you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I like the album a lot less after I figured out he was um, one of the, the the masked singers. Did you guys know that? <laughs> I was like, oh, you would drop an album when you find out. We all find out you're the masked singer. And by the way, the, the, the mask actually looked like T-Pain. I felt like the monster. I believe it was a monster, right? Yeah. <laughs> it actually looked like T-Pain. <laughs> I was like, oh, actually, as you think about it, it looks like T-Pain. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I I I digress. Um, yeah, one up. Uh, you know, for some reason, T Pain is the same guy. T Pain still sounds like 2011. T Pain on one up, he sounds just you. It, I feel like you can take the whole one up album and put it at the end of Three Rings, and you won't even know. <laughs> He'll be like, "Oh yeah, this is the same album." <laughs> 
They all sound like music from 2011. Like, who the hell says Get Your Roll On anymore? <laughs> his, his first single's called Get Your Roll On. Get Your Roll On. Get Your Roll On. But, you know, it's like, it's like, T-Pain, you know my thing about T-Pain? He doesn't grow up. Like, <laughs> his subject matters. Like, think about it. Get Your Roll On is his subject matter. Rest in peace to the parking lot. Like, who says that? What grown man says that? It's my dog's birthday is one of the names of the songs. I want to be your ex. <laughs> anyway, but this... Why are you hating, bro? Come on, T-Pain, listen, man. Why like, are you hating, bro? I think what we want from T-Pain is maturation. <laughs> we want him to mature as an artist. And he hasn't matured as an artist, and his subject matters hasn't matured. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, One Up is a very entertaining album. You get... Your old school T-Pain stuff, you know, he, he still sounds, you know, auto-tuned up, you know, just with like Windows 10 type software. But for the most part, man, it's no maturation from him on this album. And I think he just needs to go a different route, maybe go into like playing the background, but just something needs to change with T-Pain as an artist. But at the same time, I give him his props for actually staying this long, you know? For actually being in the game this long and being able to come back like he did. So, kudos to him. But, I mean, I'm not running to replay one up on my iPod anymore. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear it, man. Uh, not that I didn't want to hear it, but, like, damn, I haven't gotten to it. And, uh, Get your roll along. I, I do like that song, though. Everybody, I like it. That but song is fine. Who says that anymore? Whatever, man. Listen. Who says get your roll along? What is get your... What does get your roll on mean anymore? What does that mean? Who cares? What is, no, no, please. Can you tell me what get Nobody your roll cares, on means? Bro. What does get your roll on mean? I never knew what it was. What but, does it mean? But nobody cares. I don't understand why you care so hard. No, but seriously. Well, no, I, I'm just curious. So, like, just in case I walk down the street and somebody says, I'm about to get my roll on. I, need, I want to know what you're talking <laughs> you know about. What, you know what? <laughs> what, do you, what is you, get your roll you know, on? You know, growing up, you know, growing up, my mom heard the original by the big timers. Yeah. Her, somehow, we were playing it on BET. Uh-huh. You know what she thought that shit meant? Because my mom used to sell Avon. Yeah. Uh, uh, on, the, on the on the side. Yeah. She, you know how they used to oh, roll on roll deodorant. Yeah. She thought that she thought the roll on was deodorant. So she heard. So she so she went here get your roll on. She thought we were talking about the, the Avon deodorant. She's like everybody get your roll on. Get your get your roll on. Like why are people so in? in why are people so happy about uh, putting deodorant on? <laughs> like why? That, that, I, I don't she had a, no idea. I don't even have a follow up to that. That was great. That was great. All right, man. Uh, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> the ill and the not so advice. So, with the next segment in the ill and the not so advice, we got YBN Corday. He dropped a song called Have Mercy. What did you think about this, man? Um, you know, YBN Corday is a super duper talented artist. Um, he just keeps getting better by the day. Have Mercy, in my opinion, is just kind of like his killer rapper type track where he just spits bars, no no real structure, just him just speaking his mind about a whole bunch of stuff. I loved it. His punchlines, his flows, his everything, is, is, his ability to be clever on the mic, I think is one of his biggest strengths, um, which is why I think this song is going to just serve as... Uh, uh, something that makes you want to look out for his next stuff, man. That's yeah. that's what it was. Just serves as some you know, look out for that next stuff, like that's interesting. I mean, I yeah, I, I thought the song was good, really good. Um, you know, it's it's a 
it's it's a very good uh a very good like dynamic of him kind of rapping on you know uh, some uh, some beats that sound like today but you know he he's clearly one of these younger artists that is beyond the art artistic you know stereotypes that these artists have today you know he he does a lot more, I would say, than your your typical younger artist. He's he actually has substance. He talks about shit. Mm-hmm. Um, he has flow. He has the presence when he raps. And I thought this song was no different than uh, everything that I just said. It, it, he kind of embodied everything that he's capable of doing, storytelling included, on this song. So, mm-hmm. um, this song is dope. It's dope. Let's move on. Saint John. A.K.A. the Trap God Kid Cudi dropped his song called Trap featuring Lil Baby. Um, <clears throat> you know what? I like this song a lot. Like so much so that I thought that this song is very capable. And by the way, I'm not talking about the political side of shit. I'm talking about the actual song itself. I think it's capable of... Being a contender for song of the year. Yes, I said it. Song of the motherfucking year. And yeah, it's only fucking March. But who gives a fuck? Because I know when I hear a hit. This song is a fucking hit. Straight up. And uh, many of you people may not be aware of St. John. St. John is one of these cats from Brooklyn, New York. He sounds like he's from God knows where. Like it's not. He's not one of those people where you can really classify from a, a, a certain region. Which is actually really cool. Um, and a lot of people, you know, you really can't say the same for a lot of other artists. Um, especially ones that are really popping. But I did like the little Baby feature. Like I said, I thought this song is dope, man. I, I really think this song has the potential to really hit mm. off in the club. In any environment that you want to play hip-hop music, this, is, this song is capable of that. Now, will it ever happen? I don't know. Because people not might not be ready to... Champion, somebody named Lil John. Uh, sorry, uh, I said Lil John. Saint John. No, you're right. He's not Lil John. You're right. The I'm first not time they're anymore. not ready to champion Lil John either. Well, he he's already <laughs> been champion, unfortunately. But no, seriously though, I don't think this song is going to hit hit the way I think it's capable uh, of of hitting. Because you what's tell tell the world your theory. Uh, which which one, man? The theory about him being an antichrist. Oh man, yo. Go ahead and let you know him know. What? You know what, though? If you know anything about Lil John... God, why do I keep saying Lil John? He's the only John I know, obviously. <laughs> if you know anything about St. John, uh, he he plays with a lot of Christianity imagery, right? Even from the T and the saint in his name. It's, it looks like the cross. Now, um... He's very blasphemous, is what yeah, you yeah, call it. And that's, that's, that's the, 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 the correct that's word. That's a good word. To, that's actually a very good word to, to use. And um, he has merchandise available, you know, his own brand, which is called Christian Sex Club. Many people are going to look at that and be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Christian? And how the hell is Christian in the same word as sex club? Rightfully so. I can see why people be, uh, you know, fucked up about that. But I really think that that is going to hinder him. From blowing up in which I think he could, but I think this song is dope. This song is fucking dope as hell. Yo. Like I don't care that it sounds, you know, quote unquote generic or fits in with what is being uh, being played now. Mm-hmm. I think artistically he brings a different element. Like I said, I think he's a trap kid, Cuddy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that speaks for itself, man. If you know anything about Kid Cudi, which you talked about earlier, I think he's that good of an artist. Go go back and listen to his catalog collection. One is dope. What you think about this, man? For sure, man. I mean, it's a it's a solid song. Um, not because Lil Baby's on. I actually don't remember anything Lil Baby said on the song, but um, it, it, you're right. He's, he's a trap Kid Cudi that um, I'm curious to see how people embrace him in the hip hop game. Yeah, let's see. I'm Let's curious see. to see how much lightning strikes him in the next year. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Summer Walker dropped a song called Girls Need Love featuring the one and only Drizzy Drake. He dropped, He jumped on the remix. What do you think about this, man? Hey, man. Um, You know, first and foremost, Girls Need Love did not need Drake. Oh, you like that play on words? I'll say it again. Girls Needs Love did not need Drake. It was already a great song by Summer Walker. Um, you know, Uch was a guy that mentioned Summer Walker on the last, what, two episodes ago? Saying that three. she's the next, three episodes? Yeah. She's like the that. next big deal that people need to pay attention to. Well, people are going to start paying attention to her now because Drake hopped on Girls Need Love and he fits right in. I mean, let's, let's be real. Um, he's his sappy self that, you know, <laughs> tries to... Think that he's outsmarting a chick or whatever the case may be using his melodic effort. But whatever. Um, I think it's a good song. I think. But the, the the big takeaway from the remix of it is that Drake's on it. And now people are going to know who Summer Walker is to another level. She probably got like 300,000 followers ever since then. I wouldn't doubt it. It's not a bad thing. But um, I hope people don't think that Drake made her. Like, he made a couple other people, like, I love McConan, which he hopped on. Or he, I wouldn't say how he made Fetty Wap, but he definitely made Fetty Wap Bruce blow his, yeah. Bruce did his cachet. So, I think if he does that for her, cool. But, like, don't get it twisted. Summer Walker's been putting out um, really good music for the last, like, year. Summer Walker, um, a.k.a. SZA 2.1. Uh, who's 2.0? Her. SZA. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, let's move on, man. Rich the Kid dropped a song called Four Phones. I thought this song was cool. You know, I'm not really one of those people who like when Rich the Kid drops little Lucy's here and there. Because yeah, I think he does drop Lucy's. Yeah, he, he's, he's one for the Lucy's. Uh, but you know what? I, I actually like this song. I thought this song was cool. Now, who the fuck has, who the fuck really has Four Phones? Like, can, can we be. That's overkill, dog. I mean, I mean, Kevin Gates had a song called Two Phones. And he explained why. One for the plug, one for the load. Yeah. Now, why in God's name would you need four phones? I just, I just really need people to really like take that in and really try to like understand that. But this song is cool though. I, I really it was think like it's a, a cool song. Unless it was like a trial period, he's trying to like try four different service providers. I got one phone on AT and T, one on Verizon, one on Sprint. One That's on a waste Boost. of time, man. He ain't got that time. <laughs> he, he really. Does. I just want to, I just want to make sure the service is good. I just, I just want to make that. I just want to make sure I plug the phone up. You know you gotta say plug. I just want to make sure I plug the phone up. I want to put a plug. All right. Uh, what you think about this, man? I you can't remember what it, I can't remember what it sounds like. All right, we moving on. <laughs> Kodak Black dropped a song called "Pimpin' Ain't Easy." What you think of this? Look, Kodak Black, um, "Pimpin' Ain't Easy." I mean, we talked about it in the production meeting, right? Kodak Black does not get enough credit for how good of a rapper he is. Um. He's another guy that drops a lot of Lucy's, and his Lucy's be horrible. His Lucy's be <laughs> laced. Uh, but uh, Pimpin' Ain't Easy. I think Kodak has been next level focused with his music making these days. Um, I think. Um, and Pimpin' Ain't Easy just has him spitting bars. 
tough ass bars at that with punchlines galore. Um, it just picks up from his hot streak that he was on after he dropped uh, his recent album. So I like it. I like Kodak continuing to to uh, just utilize his uh, role that he's on, and and this keeps it going. Yeah, um, I thought this song was dope. Um, for every for every reason you said, but yo, why is he so infatuated with smashing Young and May on this song? Like, I mean, the whole he's, he does the whole lot. song is about him. He's hey, rebellious. I don't care. If, if, if Young and May got a coochie. I'm still smashing. Her. And that's like, disrespectful, bro. You know, after I heard this song, I actually went and looked at Young and May's Instagram, and I said, "Damn, you know what? Kodak Black said he'll smash." Why in God's name would I like smash Young and May, who is a butch? You know, she's a lesbian, right? Yeah. I went and looked and I said, bro, she has the persona of a man. Yeah. So Kodak Black is such a savage yeah. that he don't give a fuck. No. He's smashing a joint that 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 has the persona of a dude. Hey man, more props to man. Just I, would trying, do it. I think he's just trying to like pull her pull her cards, man. I think he's just trying to be disrespectful. But hey, <laughs> hey, to each, to each his own, my brother. I don't know, man. I thought this song was dope. Uh, quarterback by spitting, of course. You put some respect on this man's name, like for real. Like, I'm tired of this shit. I'm really, I'm actually really tired of this shit. He, he, Kodak Black dropped an, a, a dope ass, he dropped, he dropped a dope ass album this, this past go round, man. What did he say on a breakfast club? Dope ass album. I, I just, I just want people to see me from my intellectualism. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see. I just want to see. But that, yeah, yeah, I want y'all to see my intellectual side. Hey, listen. Uh, this was this song was nothing but fucking buffoonery. So I wouldn't call it intellectualism. But more props to him, man. Y'all check this song out, though. I think it's dope. For sure, for sure. Khaled. My bad. Hmm. That's the name of the song. Yeah, man. Drop a song called My Bad. What you think, just man? Loved it. You know what? Hey, America. Can I ask you guys a question real quick? Well, actually, we're not only in America. What am I talking about? Worldwide, overseas, continental U.S. is the global continental U.S. You know, you know people in Sweden fucking with our show, man. Sweden? We got people in Sweden. We got people Ooh. in Norway, France. Woo, France. Oh, trust me. I see the, Bonjour. I see the data analytics. Bonjour. They fucking with us. Comment ça va? Um, so, yeah. Can I ask you guys something? Tell me one bad song Khaled has made. I'll exist. wait. I'll wait. Khaled, almost every single song Khaled has dropped to the masses has been five out of five stars. Khaled is the most consistent R&B guy right now. But, you know, he just drops little little tracks here and there. He's not, like, dropping major projects like that that often. But um, my bad is guitar heavy on it. You know, Khaled does what he does best, just being himself. Being very relatable, um, great uh, melody, great just everything. Just go, just go listen to the song. My bad, man. Khaled, it's dope, man. It's dope. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, man. Not much to say about that. Uh, you said everything. Yeah, Khaled is fire. Man. I love Khaled, man. Gumby boy himself. Uh, Jalen Brown. looks like a human, a human version of Gumby. He's like Jalen Brown, human version of Jalen Brown. <laughs> Jalen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, Cal is dope. Yeah, you're right, though. Hey, real talk, he hasn't made a bad song. He has not. He doesn't make bad songs. So, uh, yeah, let's move on, man. Burner Boy dropped a song called Dan Goatee. Have you heard this song? No. Okay, then let me. Dan Goatee, Dan Goatee. Burner Boy is fire, though. Dan I fuck with Burner Boy. 
Yeah, but he has braids. But anyway. What? So does Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a baller. But here's the thing. <laughs> well, you going to agree or disagree with that? I dare you. There's, I dare you. So listen, folks. There's Wiz Khalifa. Sorry, not Wiz Khalifa. There's Wiz Kid. There's Davido. And then there's Burner Boy. Those are the three guys in the Nigerian music scene right now that are dominating. I know Burner Boy, I kind of came late to the party with Burner Boy, and I get it, but I'm here. doesn't matter how late I came to the party. They still playing music. Who are Day? Olomide? Who? <laughs> Kofi Olomide? Oh, Kofi Olomide? The guy that made Sweet Mud. Yo, yo. I don't go forget you. You don't fuck with uh. You don't fuck with uh. Nah, I know Alami Day. You don't fuck with him. I like Alami Day, but he's not on Burner Boy. You don't fuck with Wale, Wale, Obu Wale, Davido. Oh, Wale. Oh, the rapper. Obu Wale. Obu Wale. Um. So, Burner Boy. You know why I like Burner Boy? He actually blends two generations of Nigerian music together. Like he 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 can make the like present day Nigerian or present day Nigerian music. You know, present day Afro pop music. That you know all the other people make, but then he also blends like old school African jazz. We're talking like the African music that uh, Femi Kuti and them made popular. Who, who'd you call him? Huh? What'd you call him? Who? Femi Kuti? Fela. Oh, Fela. Sorry, Fela, Fela Kuti. Kuti. Are you are you Nigerian? I or met what? Fela Kuti. Come on, Femi. Femi is Even the, is Femi is the younger one. It is a Nigerian. Oh, are you Nigerian? Femi is the, the younger one. He is one. not the one though. I know. I made a are mistake. Are you kidding it's me? Fela Kuti. Alright, go ahead. So, but Femi Kuti was a musician too. But okay, okay that's fine. Fela Kuti. So he blends both. Like I know it's crazy. It's old school and new school. But it, it, I think he's just that talented. He's just that good, in my opinion. Okay. And Dan Kuti is an example of that. Cool. I'm waiting. He does just that. I like Burner Boy. I like it. I need to hear this song actually. Um, I do not like and his, I will. I don't like his artist name. Burner Boy. Yeah, Burner Boy. I don't like his artist name. Eh, whatever. Uh, oh well. You think he gives a fuck about that? I, I mean, he's making money. I, who would? <laughs> he doesn't care. All right, let's move on, man. Uh, Selena Gomez dropped a song with Jay Balvin and Benny Blanco called "I Can't Get Enough." And I cannot get enough of this song. First and foremost, let me preface Boo. my comments. I, let me pre- Hey, listen. It's the, it's the, hey, it's the age of the. It's the age of the corny. So listen. Jeez. I can't get ball. enough is a great song. Um, but you know, you know what? I'm just gonna keep it simple. I can't get enough is a great song. Reggaeton sounds very similar to the other song. Taki taki. <laughs> you know. But nice I song. think it's a little more polished than Taki Taki. Taki Taki is fire. Yeah, Taki Taki. It's a little more polished. Roomba! And Selena Gomez. I'm rooting for Selena Gomez. And I will get more specific on that on Ill-Advised Thoughts. Oh. Yes, okay. A little teaser. A little teaser, teaser alert. It's a teaser. Okay. All right. Uh, now let's move on to some songs that are not so advised. AKA, you know what? They're a little overrated or we think you should not be listening to it. First up, and really only up. G Easy dropped a song called West Coast featuring Blueface. Blueface, baby. So I heard this song and I said to myself, you know what, man, this the beat is tight. You know what? I like I like the way G Easy's rapping on this. You know, because I do like G Easy, but the problem it, is Blueface is on it. No, actually, and and here's the positive. I'm gonna give some. I'm gonna give some props, right? Uh-huh. Blueface started the verse out very good. Mm-hmm. Like he actually was rapping on beat. Mm-hmm. He actually was saying some interesting things. Mm-hmm. Not saying it was the best, but he was he was intriguing. Mm-hmm. 
And then he uh, ended the verse, and I was like, wait a minute. Uh, are you sure the verse is finished? <laughs> like, wait, wait. Why did you stop there? Like, you still have, like, 15 bars to go. I don't know. He's probably not the kind of guy that's counting bars and counting when the verse actually ends. But he stopped early, bruh. This song is incomplete. I listened to this song four times, and I said, no, this song's incomplete. Why are we listening to this song? <laughs> they didn't finish the song. He, he stopped rapping and nobody else said anything. The whole song, just the beat. The hey, beat man. kept looping. I was like, all right. Hey, fool, that's the new that's the new way of making music, bro. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Uh, anyway, G-Eazy's on a, on, on a, on a losing streak. <laughs> uh, G-Eazy's probably in, in one of the biggest slumps in history, in, in the history of hip-hop. Just he FYI. Is, he is... I'm just saying. He's been melling. I just want to point that out. He's been melling in his stuff, man. I ain't gonna lie. Jeezy one been of the Jeezy's one of the most hyped artists as of late that has not delivered yes. since we hyped him up. That I can name, and the only reason why we giving him giving him a break is because he's white. I, yes, I said. Oh, here yes, yes, the yes, race. Yes, I knew yes, the race car yes, was coming. Yes, I said it. The race car. Who's giving him a break though? What are you talking? Who who's giving him a break? People, out here? man. Nobody. People, nobody talks about it. Okay. Nobody talks about how bad he is. If I guarantee, if he was somebody else, we would trash him. We would trash him. Yeah, we'd be like, "Yo, man, I think it's more you so suck, just, bro. I what are you just, at? He's just lazy. He's just he's he's, he's become lazy. You see what I'm saying? He's become lazy. That's a bad thing, though. Make excuses for the white man. I'm joking. What do you think of this song, man? Uh, I I thought it was dope. I mean, I thought it was a good homage song. You know, G Easy from Bay Area, Blueface from LA. I thought it was a great West Coast homage song. Okay, West Coast people do that a lot. I just kind of I'm messing with that vibe, but I look, I thought the beat was dope. Man. I'm curious really to like see vibe, what vibe, what like you know. I'm curious to see what both of them have down the pipeline. If they have some hot new stuff coming, they I think this song will sound a lot better. But if this doesn't really lead to anything after this, then I think it, it was like to your point, just a like just a waste of a song. All right. Maybe well, there's something going down the line that they got. Maybe there's gonna be a dope ass music video that's gonna accompany it. Maybe something. Maybe something. Maybe it's like for a video game soundtrack. I don't know. The Illy Vice Wise Guys presents Who Got Next. First up. Funny how I'm cock and change everything In just a few words, a whole world changes No holding back, man I heard everything the longest second of my life My heart's racing I don't understand this, why now? To God I'm praying, yelling to the sky Hoping to set it all ablaze Y'all were the rock and the family foundation it Wasn't perfect, but the love was real Or was it faking? I was just a kid when you came into my life Thinking God brought you in for me And not the wife, well, not the girl But why just stay? I saw you as the man, you came in so, with the first song on the ill-advised Wise Guys Presents Who Got Next, we got your boy Joshua from, I guess, somewhere in Chicago um, or Illinois. I, I don't know exactly where you're from, my brother, but um, I did enjoy the production on the song called Thoughts. And if you know anything about our segment, ill-advised thoughts, we're we're very fond of having thoughts in in the in the mix. Of thoughts or thoughts? Thoughts. Oh. That's the name of the song. Thoughts. T h o t s. Thoughts. He had thoughts. Thought. He had thoughts. Oh. Thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and on this song, thoughts was I thought 
um, a very good blend of production. You know, I think that the song itself sounded great when, especially when it came on, it sounded great. It sounded very um, cinematic. It sounded very emotional, really. And on this song, he really spent a lot of time talking about the the range of emotions that he's going through in his own life. Um, for good and for worse, he talked about his wife um, and some of the struggles that they've had. Um, overall, though, I feel like this song was good based on the production alone, but I do feel like where it struggled was the fact that the rapping just wasn't really on par with the production. Like, I really feel like he could have been a little bit more um, on beat and could have had a little bit more presence just while he was rapping. Um, had he done that, I feel like I would have I liked the song a lot more. Because like I said, I think the, the production itself was really, really good in, in and of itself. But um, again, this is all constructive feedback, but I really feel like uh, your boy Josh could have rapped a little bit better. I mean, I mean, the song is not bad, but I think that that could have added a little bit of, of a better dynamic to the song mm -hmm. to make it a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. What do you well, think about it? I mean, I thought the song was also, it was, you know, the word I like to use all the time is riveting captivating um on it you know josh talks about some like internal struggles you know that's going on with him you know i that should be expected right because the song is called Thought thoughts um i do agree i mean but i agree from another angle um i feel like joshua you know sometimes there's rappers that want it so bad and you can tell through the mic because they rap so hard. They rap so passionately. And every once in a while, it has an impact on how those raps come out. You know, a lot of times, like the, the J. Coles of the world, the Biggies of the world, they were really laid back with how their thoughts came out. And I think a lot of times that allows their structure of how they're rapping to be a little more firm. My advice to Joshua would be just kind of be more laid back. You got the bars. You got the lyrics. You got the content. You got the subject matters. You grabbed our attention with the beat and um, just kind of like the aggression that you had. But I just think, you know, you want it a little too bad. Just relax a little, calm a little, lay back a little, and the bars will come out better. But good effort. And I, I was definitely feeling uh, what you had to say on it. Next up. I'm just a kid, just a stupid ass kid with a death wish come around and digging me out. I'm just a waste, just a waste. I be taking up space and they can't seem to figure me out. First things first, I'll be fine. Right about the days when the sun don't shine. Worst things worse, let me decide. Worry about yours, cause I got mine. I'll be fine, I'll be great. Looking to hell with a smile on my face. Look at my pain, is you not entertain? It's the same damn thing and the things don't change. So, Uncle Bender, he dropped a song, which is still stuck in my head. I still can't get, I'm just a man, I'm just a man, I'm just a man, I'm just... It's so damn memorable. What's the name of the song again? The song's called Boy. Boy. Yeah. Oh, so he's saying, I'm just a man, but the song's called Boy. Oh! Woo. Deep! Woo! Woo, that's deep! Oh my god. You know god. how they usually say Mike drops there? The mic actually revived itself like a vampire. Anyway, um, I love this song. 
I mean, from everything from its infectiousness, um, is memorable. Uh, I think it's deep. Uh, he dives deep in his bag, hitting us with some great flows. Um, uh, I just like his style. It's creative. Uh, what else can you say about it? Uh, he's on beat. The flow of the song is just really good. I mean, I love this song. I, I would replay this song over and over again. I mean, I know it's a bit depressing, but I mean, I'm going to replay it over and over again and enjoy myself. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a really good song, man. For sure, for sure. Um, you know what? Um, I'm going to say shout out to uh, Uncle Bender's boy. Speaking of the song, the song is called Boy. But shout out to his boy or man, however you want to classify this shit, by the name of Will Ferrion. He hit, up, he hit us up on Instagram. And, um, you know, he saw our promotion going... Uh, and he said, "You know what, man? I got I got my boy is really, really good, man. I think y'all should review his music. And uh, I'm actually really glad that he hit us up mm-hmm. because your boy Uncle Bender, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, from Atlanta, mm-hmm. is fire. It is fire. I it mean, is... the, the song Boy is 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 really good, man. You know what? It's a, it's a really good blend of the of melody mixed with, mm-hmm. you know what." Uh, introspection i don't want to say depressing because it sounds mellow mm-hmm. i think that's the more more of the word that i want to use which is yeah. if the song is very mellow um it kind of puts you in a in a very a very uh tranquil mood. tranquil mood that's a good way yeah. to put it um and it, and, and it kind of makes you very eager to really understand where the song is coming from and i think that his tone in the song really kind of made the song stand out it was a the beat one. itself was good, really good, but I think that he was able to kind of layer himself on top of the beat and not necessarily overpower or really not do enough, but I think he met the beat exactly where he needed to hit it and uh, to kind of tell a story. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think he did a really good job, man. I'm, I'm, I, I think I want to check out his uh, his full his full project now, man. Yes. I really think I want to lo- do that. I loved it. I loved it. Keep keep up the good work, man. Yeah, his full project for for those of y'all who want to know is called Uncle Bender. The Uncle Bender EP has five songs on it, and Boy is the intro. So, shout out to the to the to the homie from uh, from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Atlanta people don't make bad music. Keep doing your thing, my brother. It was five stops. So. It's- time for the ill-advised thoughts and i'm gonna start it off if you don't mind um punchlines so my favorite thing about rap is when people have some fire punchlines yes i I mess with the wordplay that people utilize in their music i mess with the flows that they utilize also but if you have a really good punchline in my opinion that makes you whatever you had to say more long lasting, um, like longevity as an artist. I think if your punchlines are fire, I mean, think about some of our favorite punchlines of all time, right? Um, one of my favorites is Eminem. I got a lion in my pocket, I'm lying. I got a nine in my pocket, and baby, I'm just dying to cock it. You know, the wordplay in that punchline is amazing. But just that whole, the, how clever it was, you know, caught my attention. 
And then you got some other clever ones that's kind of like, you know, gentle, not not as heinous, not as violent. Uh, Drake said on Over My Dead Body, shout out to Asian girls, let the lights dim some. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You sit there. I heard that today and I was like, oh, wow, I just got that. Dim some. <laughs> yeah, Asian girls, dim some. Huh, I get it. But... Uh, the one punchline throughout the years that has stuck with me and as the years keep going by, just keeps ringing truer and truer was something Eminem said back in 1999 on The Way I Am. I'm pretty sure you heard this punchline before too, Ooch. Um, but he said, what do I think of success? It sucks too much stress. And, you know, when I was younger, a rap, a younger rap fan, you know, we weren't privileged to have these other rappers Instagram pages. We weren't privileged to see these other people's Twitter accounts and things like that to where we are like able to see their personal lives at like a way higher like level than it was back in 99. So I didn't really appreciate that as much. Well... Uh, we've said it before. We'll say it again. Rap is at its most vulnerable stage, right? Uh, just look at the, the 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 lineup of artists that we talked about today, right? St. John, he's rebelling against Christianity. Um, this is a story we didn't mention, but he's rebelling against Christianity because you said his his family uh, were like very devout Christians and he's just kind of like rebelling against it, right? Um, you know... Um, then you got Lil Skies, who just has problems trusting people. He's paranoid. You got um, uh, Juice World, who sounds suicidal on every single song. They're successful rappers, guys. These guys are successful. These guys, some of them have major Billboard hits. Juice World, as in Lucid Dreams. In Lucid Dreams, he sounds miserable. I mean, it's even pilled into the NBA, right? Uh, nowadays, NBA stars, the new trend is for them to be miserable. What is it about success nowadays that's making these people miserable? Um, what's interesting is, like Kyrie Irving, I think a lot of his issues has to do with them not winning the game the night before. Um, do I think Juice World is as depressed as he depicts himself in his music? I don't think so. Um, but there is one person that, to me, uh, was uh, relatable, was a realistic, was a true story of what success can do to you. And that was Selena Gomez. Uh, you know, I'm a 30-year-old guy. 30-year-old black guy. By the time Disney Channel was popping with all these stars like Hannah Montana and, you know, Zendaya, I was already overgrown. I was trying to watch the older stuff. So I didn't really pay much attention to Selena Gomez. Let's just be real. But Selena Gomez is actually a person that from the moment she stepped onto superstardom, she actually wanted to be herself. Within that span of her career, she had to battle with almost dying. 
she's had to battle with, uh, you know, people telling her to undress. Uh, not undress, but uh, like dress a lot more like appealing, have more eye candy to you. People have told her to dumb down. She's done movies that people don't want her to do. Um, you know, she's she's just been somebody that's kind of like been uncomfortable with success. And as you may know, she has not been seen as often as, you know, everybody else. And in a billboard speech that she did about, what was it? About two years ago, she actually came out and said, I don't like success. I'm not happy. And it's like, for me, I just think that the more and more we're seeing these artists these days, the more and more they want to be human. The more and more they want to be just like us. They want to live their lives. They want to walk, be able to go down the street, go to Wegmans and go get some candy just like everybody else. But paparazzi's all in their face and this, this, that, and the third. Um, it's funny because Charles Barkley, he mentioned Kyrie Irving and he said Kyrie Irving's a brat. You know, he said that. I don't know if you heard that. He said he's a brat. He's like, what the hell are you, what are you complaining about? You make millions of dollars. Yeah, but it's deeper than that, Charles Barkley. But we don't care about that. We don't care about this. We don't care about we don't care about uh St. John's issues or problems. You're a big boy, you can handle it. But if you really want to see and feel a story that's relatable, a story of sadness when it came to what success did to somebody, I highly recommend you Google Selena Gomez's story. It's heartbreaking. It's it's sad, it's it's all the above, but in my opinion, it is the epitome of what the downfalls, the type of downfalls that bring or that come with being successful in a ruthless entertainment business. Hmm. Yeah, that would make sense because she's been kind of MIA for a while, you know? She's been MIA. She's she's yeah, she's yeah, actually yeah. said years, she's actually. sad. She's actually said Success has made has been the worst thing that can happen to her. Yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that. Not one bit. I, whatever the case may be, I found it so heartbreaking. Pure great person that just literally had success break her down to a decimal. I thought that was like one of the saddest things. Mm. And she's only what 25, 26? Very it's crazy. Young. Very young. It's crazy. Yeah, man. Hey, thanks for that, man. Um. Yeah, so where I'm going with my ill-advised thoughts is to kind of touch on the latest news that has kind of hit off, which is talking about the launch of the um, excuse me, the Universal Hip Hop Music Museum. Whoa! I don't know if you heard about this, but um, yeah, there was news that came out really this week. Uh, actually, no, it was, it was about two weeks ago or so, mm -hmm. Valentine's Day weekend or so, which talked about the fact that there's going to be a museum that opens up in the Bronx. 
New York in 2023, which is centered around honoring hip hop in the form of a universal hip hop museum. I thought that was like a really big deal because number one, clearly if you guys are familiar with hip hop in general, you realize that the origins of it kind of come from New York, Mm -hmm. specifically the Bronx in the 70s, late 70s. Um, but even more importantly, I think that, um, you know, the, ele- the, the evolution of the actual genre has been, ha- has, has evolved so greatly since that time that I think that it's, we're at the point where, you know, T.I. kind of started it where, and, you know, he kind of started the Trap Museum last year, mm-hmm. where I thought that was a really big deal in Atlanta. And it was kind of the start of, I think... The, this sort of movement where now, you know, we're at the point in the genre where we have to actually start, like, acknowledging OGs, like, officially. Mm-hmm. And not to say that they have to continue to make music and continue to dominate and not let the young people shine. We're not even talking about that. We're talking about the fact that the OGs need to start being honored. In every other genre, they honor the OGs of that genre. And actually, this brings me to one of my other points, which... It's something that I've been thinking about for a while now, which is when are we going to start having a Hall of Fame for hip hop? I actually think it's preposterous and it's completely ridiculous that in a genre that has become the number one genre, specifically in America, but you can argue the world because streaming has kind of taken over the world. Why is it that we are not at a point where we can't have a hip-hop hall of fame like there have been plenty of people who have done dope things just in the genre in and of itself since the 90s everyone everyone wants to talk about you know the 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 golden era quote-unquote of hip-hop okay sure go ahead and give the tupac and biggie the golden era okay fine tupac and biggie can't be part of the goddamn rock and roll hall of fame why don't we yes, have... they can. No. They're not rock and roll. No, rock and roll fame is everybody. But anyway, yeah, sorry. See, but, but that's not the, to destroy your point. Cool. But that's the problem I have. Uh-huh. The problem I have is the genre has evolved to the point where I don't think... like. And by the way, you know, the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has been a very historical uh, uh, point of reference that everyone has kind of acknowledged as a very big deal. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so. But that was kind of, you know... 10, 20 years ago when it was a really big deal. I think more, more now more than, now more so than ever, I think we're at the point where we need to start branching out and doing things ourselves. Like, rock and roll, yes, is the basis for a lot of music that is out there. You know, R&B, there's a lot of the basis behind R&B is, is, is rock and roll. You can argue in the 80s, late 70s, 80s, even early 90s, that rock and roll played a very big deal in hip-hop. Even now, to this day, you got people like Juice World, people like Lil Uzi Vert, who pride themselves on being rock stars, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not dismissing the the importance of rock and roll or the impact of rock and roll music on just the the society in general. That's not what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the actual music itself. The fact that we're even at a point, like I said, where we're we're introducing a universal hip hop museum in the Bronx means to me, and of course, couple that with the fact that T.I. 
T.I. put out the Trap Music Museum in Atlanta last year. It means it means to me that we're at the point now where we're, we're actually starting to acknowledge, you know, the historical aspect of the genre. And to me, I feel like this is the time where we need to actually start thinking about having a place where we can actually acknowledge people that have contributed to the hip-hop and rap genre just in general, man, fuck the Rock and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's what we used to. Like, I remember I had a problem with LL Cool J was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I was like, yo, what? But I understand why everyone would not have a problem with that because it's not like he has any other place to go to. What about if we, if we as a genre were to have our own fucking Hall of Fame? I think that shit is, is, is a, I think it's a point that we need to get to and I think we will actually. The question is, when will it happen? But whatever. I think we need to start at least having these conversations and putting it in the air, you know, because I think that we're at that point where it's necessary. So, hey, man, that's my little bias thoughts, man. I mean, that's that's a that's an interesting thought. I mean, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is um, hip hop. There's there's not enough unity in hip hop right now. Um, there has not been enough unity in hip hop historically. Um, uh, you know. It's a very competitive genre. So, you know, a lot of these people are going to have to get their heads out of their asses uh, and come to the table and just kind of understand that it's not always like me against you. Like, it's not always this person is better than you or this person is better than the next person. It's about like, how can you push forward hip hop and just embrace each other? I think if you're able to do that, then you'll probably see it. But yeah, you got a long way to go. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, hey, hey, guys. Hope you hopefully you liked our uh, ill-advised thoughts. Um, if you got it, if you made it this far, man, just go ahead and hit that subscribe button straight up, man. Stop faking. You know you fuck with us, and it's cool. Um, fuck with us on on, on social media. I think that um, you know. If you disagree with us, that's perfectly fine. You know, just tell us why. And it's, and it's all good. You know, we'll definitely engage with you guys. Um, I enjoy being cussed out. Absolutely. We, we spoke about this last episode. Uh, definitely catch us on the next episode. And as always, if you're giving advice, make show it's ill. Yes, sir.